And we're back. And we're back. Me and Jenna. With the feminine today. Oh my god, I have so many things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about turn on. I want to talk about the sisterhood. I want to talk about alpha men. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about erotica a little I bit. talk about erotica? Yeah. All of it. There's so much goodness. So I want to start by reading this Om Rupani post from this morning. Just the beginning of it, I want to read it because I think it kind of occupies everything that's going on with us mm-hmm. in the last few days anyway. Uh, because it's just so cool to have these philosophies and then actually be able to experientially live them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it takes a while. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I feel like this morning, you and I, the light switch went on with a couple oh, things that hard. we have been learning about for years. But all of a sudden, we understand how we can play with them in mm-hmm. real time. I just, I remember in One Taste, learning all these concepts about the masculine and the feminine and how those dynamics work, how the energy in the 4D works, and all of it made so much sense intellectually to me. Mm-hmm. But now it's making sense experientially, which is so fucking cool. And it liberates, the reason I want to talk about erotica later on is because it liberates all these socially conditioned ideas about what erotica is versus how it actually serves us, especially as women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So just a trigger warning, uh, we're not going to be talking about things that are politically correct at all. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking about the masculine and the feminine in a way that might trigger you. So I just invite you to listen. If you're completely offended by this, I don't know why you're even listening to begin with, but... If, if if you are triggered by some of these things, uh, definitely notice that. Pay attention because mm-hmm. there's some really juicy information for you there. And if you need help with it, we're here. We'll, and also we'll talk to just you. know that it's part of the process too because totally I was so triggered by the masculine feminine stuff when mm-hmm. I started learning about it. And I was like, what is this shit? It's mm-hmm. so sexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't understand it. I only understood what I had taken from society. Right. And this is a deeper leveling of it. This is the, we're getting back down to the roots of it. And when we bring it up into our consciousness, we can play with the dynamics. It's not like one is better than the other. We actually get to move along the spectrum in a way that is powerful and responsive and has choice rather than being reactive to everything. Yeah. And, and offended get, by everything. Like when you get offended and reactive, it's because you're, you're responding to something that you're told you're supposed to do. Yeah. But this is about really tuning into your body and what your body's telling you. And that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. And there's no one else that can tell you. Mm -hmm. And it's going to feel taboo and wrong and bad. Mm -hmm. But you feel it. But that's what the shadow is, Mm -hmm. is all that stuff you've suppressed. So when it comes to the surface, it is terrifying, but it's so fucking fun. Okay, so Omar Pani, he put this post up this morning. And... This this story that I'm going to kind of tell, I'm going to try to be vague about it so that I protect identities, but, but it does involve my military history. And this post references Saving Private Ryan and like the hierarchies that occur in, uh, in the military. So, um, Women Loathe Whiny Men is the title. This is not some personality quirk of women. The real reason for this is anchored so deep that if you examine it, you are likely to push back on it. Let's see. I'm going to refer to another war movie, Saving Private Ryan. There's a lighter scene in there after the initial battle sequence where the platoon is marching in the countryside and the soldiers are whining. 
to the Tom Hanks character, and Tom Hanks is making fun of them for whining. Then one of the soldiers asks Hanks, what about you, Captain? Don't you ever grape? And the captain replies, sure I grape, but grape goes up the chain of command. You grape to me, I grape to my superiors, I don't grape to you, I don't grape in front of you. Here again are three positions we occupy in hierarchies. So yeah, this is, this is not politically correct to even be talking about hierarchies, right? I'm higher in the hierarchy than you is number one. Number two, you and I are on the same level in the hierarchy. And three, I'm lower in the hierarchy than you. People on the same level on the hierarchy, level two, can grape to each other all day. Soldiers bitching to each other is how they pass the day. Friends bitch and moan about their troubles, big and small, whenever they meet. But position between position one and three, grape goes up the hierarchy only. Position three uh, can grape to position one, but position one does not grape to position three. If women have such a low tolerance for men's whining, it's because some part of them knows they are occupying position three, and the man is occupying position one. Griping down the hierarchy is a bad move, a weak move. It's an indication of breakdown in leadership. It is thus a serious cause of worry for the person in position three when person in position one is openly displaying that they are in overwhelm and unable to lead. Mm. So it's definitely a, a military ethos that you don't bitch to your subordinates. Like you show that leadership. And what we're talking about here isn't about like a false bravado of power. Mm-hmm. It's truly being able to hold the, like your limbic system is able to stay calm when there's chaos around you mm-hmm. in, in order to serve your subordinates. Because ultimately leadership is about service, right? Yeah. And if you can't do that, you probably shouldn't be in a position of leadership. Yeah. And where this gets really politically incorrect is that right now we're trying to all be on that level two of the hierarchy of we're all equal which is all fine and good, and there's probably times in your relationship where you need to be on that level, but it doesn't make for good sex. No. So we will actually want to be, and you could be in position one or three. You can kind of like switch back and forth. I think there's something healthy and cool about that too. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, I know for me, my feminine wants to see leadership in that container of men. And that's what an alpha man is to me, is he can, he can take my chaos and all of my feminine, dynamic, uncontrolled, whatever, and he can contain it in a way that I can relax into. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the point here, too, is that good leadership is not corrupt leadership. Yeah. So what they have in mind for you, just like a good dom. Yeah is that your best interests are served Mm -hmm. through their leadership. So poor leadership and where this would blow up in your face is if you had a man who was just serving himself, he was using you and he was using his power in a corrupt way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the feminine gets real wild and out of control because it's... Well, then her masculine has to kick in. Yeah. Because she actually isn't safe with that man. Mm -hmm. So she has to protect herself. I just know when that happens to me, my instinct is to break that person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I will spiral out of control to Mm -hmm. break you in any way possible because you're not doing this for me and I don't get, get the hell away from me. Yeah. You're not in, you're not on top of me in this hierarchy. Right. You can't be there. I won't, I won't allow you to keep that space either. Mm -hmm. You don't want to co-create something with me. You actually just want to consume me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. that's not what 
that dynamic of coming together to manifest something new, to create something new within your relationship or your connection, that is that's consumption that's they're they're in their boy energy they're not in their man energy if that if that's that they're just like trying to get something out of every situation but it's taking their attention to like clear that and really understand that because a lot of my desires actually are to be led but what everything in society is telling me is to be the leader Mm -hmm. and so there's that confusion there and for me then any time that I'm told that my desire is actually true, but I've been following this other path of trying to lead and be the boss and do my own thing and all these things, it is easier to just try to reject it with society and mm-hmm. say like, no, no, that is wrong. That is wrong. Push that away. Ignore that. Mm-hmm. Pretend it doesn't exist. Pretend I don't actually want to be led. But, yeah. but really the juice of where my feminine is, is having that leader serve me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the best spot. And I think the part where we're standing on the so- on the shoulders of of the feminist giants is that we do have the cognitive knowledge that we can lead and we can do it ourselves, mm-hmm. but that we don't always have to. So it's that ability again to switch back yeah. and forth of yeah, we can get our tires changed. We can do all these these things that are taking care of ourselves. We know we can. Yeah. And if we didn't have a a man or somebody to take take on that role we could handle it for ourselves but the point is that we allow and receive somebody to do that for us because they want to because uh-huh. they want to be in service they want and why to do take they care want of to? us because it activates the feminine pleasure yeah it activates yeah. all the pleasure which is the underrated thing right mm-hmm. that's the thing we're all underrating is mm-hmm. is like we as women are underrating it men are underrating it but that's the thing we're all looking for. Yeah. Is to create pleasure in each other. Yeah. Right? Like share exactly. the turn on, which is what mm-hmm. we've been doing for the last two days is sharing all of that turn on that's being generated from these exchanges. Cause that turn on is life energy. That's the life force energy. Yeah. And it's potent. Yeah. Oh man. And it's magnetic. It's it's everything. Once that feminine pleasure and turn on is turned on. Mm-hmm. All the way up, there is no choice for everything to magnetize to her, mm-hmm. which serves the leader in the end too, mm-hmm. because all of their desires just come naturally. It's the easier way. Yeah. So the more I'm curious from your perspective, protecting mm-hmm. protecting privacy as best you can. What happened in the last couple of days from your perspective? You want me to tell. The story and then where I came into it yeah okay so let's see here I know I have to really think about how I'm gonna frame it yeah but basically well why don't you start the story and then I'll jump in okay um so I had this I don't know how far back I should go but basically I had this interaction in the military with this really alpha man, like hyper alpha. Like when you think of military and like the the archetype of like a good leader and a good alpha leader, he personified this. And so, and he, but he was in a position of power. Like he was a teacher. He mm-hmm. was a, like a leader. So we had that kind of dynamic going on between us from jump. Mm-hmm. And he loved me. Like, he, if he didn't like you, you would know. 
and there were a lot of people in our platoon that he didn't like. Yeah. And but he liked me. And part of the reason was he liked me was because we were both from the same place. And so there was just like something there was that he he just kind of favored me a little bit and everybody noticed it and they would comment on it and I just loved it. <laughs> and we had a few moments, but it was just like we were in that he's a really professional, right? So <laughs> anyway, fast forward to now. I come across him on Bumble. And I almost... you were following your intuition. I was. I think there's two things that are important here. Because you had an interaction right before this Bumble situation came up. Where you were interacting with someone from your past. And the conversation was heading down an old pattern way. Is it okay if I talk about this? Yeah. The conversation was going down the way where you would put your desire out there. You would feel shut down. You would reject, be feel rejected, and then you would internalize and close yourself off. Mm-hmm. But instead, this time you broke the pattern by putting it out to your sisterhood so that mm-hmm. we could help you see. Yeah. And then taking Nicole Daydon from One Taste, her um, genius advice to get off on every stroke. Mm-hmm. So instead of closing off, you just stayed open in it, mm-hmm. and that opening led allowed your desire to come through because you weren't closed off and you weren't you hadn't completely secluded yourself Mm -hmm. you could still magnetize and you had this feeling like you should go on bumble even though you hadn't been on in months months it's like june and you hate it i hate it i hate it so it's a really odd one because we've even gotten in fights over that yeah where i'm like why don't you just do it why why don't you just be curious fuck you for even bringing it up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hate so that to me was like interesting yeah she's on bumble yeah (laughs) yeah so I had this interaction where we were dancing an old dance and I wanted to like I wanted to like what you were talking about before where I wanted to like shut down his ego and I wanted to fight with him and like put him down because my masculine basically wanted to like be like you're an idiot and these are all the reasons why but and he was like tempting me into that dance and I was just like no actually I'm going to trust your leadership and that's where I opened up into trusting yep. his masculine's leadership of being like okay you're saying no to me it feels like you're saying no I'm going to trust that that that's for my best interest yep I'm just going to trust that which put you into the feminine yeah yeah and then I go on bumble and then I come across this dude and I'm like holy shit I didn't even know he was living here first of all and I didn't know that he was single so, but it was, you know, I don't know, if you know social dating apps, if you've been scrolling for a while, like you've been going back, mm-hmm. then it, it's likely that that person isn't active anymore or they haven't been on for a long time because mm-hmm. it just like puts them at the back of the line. And so I was like, okay, I really want to talk to him. So I Googled him and I found his like contact information and I texted him and then we just like chatted all day like he instantly replied and like he remembered me he definitely remembered me and we just chatted all day how long had it been it was 2011 oh wow yeah eight years eight years holy shit yeah yeah and then uh and we made plans to hang Mm -hmm. out and catch up and then there was a lot of flirting there. there was a lot of flirting yeah it was like those really juicy text where no one says directly yeah what you're thinking but you also like share enough yeah yeah it was so good it's like showing cleavage yeah 
That's exactly what it was. Like, I'm not going to show you everything, but I'm going to show you enough that you are leaned in and you want to see more. And I was doing that stupid thing. I was at my sister's house and I was just doing that stupid thing where I was like laughing into the phone and like so Twitter faded. And she was just, she she loved it too, though. She was just like, this is exciting. And so, um, and then we like have plans, we have concrete plans, and then he throws the whole. Two hours before. Two hours, yeah. Like, supper. Two hours before he throws this, hey, I can't come anymore. It's my girlfriend's mad. And you're like, uh, <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? <sighs> and then it was like disappointing because. But you handled it really beautifully and also you broke the pattern again because what we would have normally done and jumped on your ride with it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I just think that this time is different because you're ready to break the pattern. Yeah. Um, but normally we would have got angry. We would have had your back in it and been like, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like what the hell's his problem? He knew. And yeah, yeah he, oh, did know. he did know. 100% he knew. Yeah. Um, and he even tried to throw his girlfriend under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. To get you on his side against her, but you yeah. didn't take that bait. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you broke the pattern in that instead of getting angry, you just said right away, like, mm, I'm a little bit sad about it, but you felt the sadness, mm-hmm. let it pass, and then kept your turn on going. Mm-hmm. You didn't shut down again. Yeah. Which spirals things even farther. <laughs> which just like activated a whole new set of it because now it's more overtly out there. Mm hmm. Because I said, like, I was like, you didn't mention you had a girlfriend. And then he kind of tried to backtrack of, like, oh, it wasn't like that. It's like, yeah, right. But what I thought when I, like, was reading your texts and you were showing me some of this stuff was that instead of, like, I think typically what could happen is you could blow up at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, you knew. And then he would gaslight you and say, what? What yeah. are you talking about? I, I didn't had no do anything idea. Wrong. I'm a good guy in this. Yeah, like, I just thought that we were going out for drinks. Like, I, I just wanted to yeah. catch up. Yeah. And instead, you were playful with it. You <laughs> kept your turn on going. You weren't angry. And you just flirted harder. Mm-hmm. But also let him know, like, yeah, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. Like, you're not yeah. off the hook. You could pretend like you yeah. didn't know, but I know you know. Oh. Yeah. And then he... He flirted back with, like, he did. He, like... Oh, it was he a did it. It's flirt. not like he, like, backed off on the flirting. Can we he say actually, what he said, or is that too much? Uh, I know it's real specific. It's but. real specific. Like, it's... Like, the whole point is that it was an inside joke. Like, mm-hmm. he flirted back with an inside joke that was really specific to our dynamic. And it had a sexual feel to it. Yeah. Like, a super playful sexual feel. Mm-hmm. That was, like, I want to keep this open. Yeah. Yeah. Just what I got from it, too. But I don't, I don't feel attached to anything, which mm-hmm. is cool. Like, I don't, I don't need anything from it other than what I'm getting exactly now. And then the other, the other cool thing about it, too, was that before all of this happened, we had a turn-on. We had an, a turn-on event the mm-hmm. night before, like, right when I was all in this, like, Twitter-patedness. And with other women, I got to share my turn-on. Yeah. And so it just shows how the sisterhood is all affected because it was all women. And we all got to share in that turn on. And, and then we talked this morning about how that magnetic energy that it's bringing in is good for you too. Like you're getting yeah. off on it. All of a sudden. like In your own way. 
I just woke up feeling turn on mm-hmm. and it was from this whole situation and I was like, Oh, I like this feeling. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt quite this much turn on in a while. <laughs> and it's really exciting. And then like, I know how powerful turn on is because I was telling you the story of the first time I came on to a turn, came to a one taste event mm-hmm. in New York. Um, and I experienced a lot of this turn on and understood it at a deeper level this is going to be very personal, but mm-hmm. like it was so powerful to my life. I was sitting on the plane afterwards and all this shitty stuff happened. So it's like we expanded. Cause like you said, in the last mm-hmm. podcast, we did all this new, amazing stuff and made mm-hmm. all these connections. And then we had to come down from it. Yeah. So my come down was like <laughs> dramatic. My plane was, um, delayed for a couple hours. And then I missed this flight, missed that flight, ended up having to sleep on the Mm-hmm. on the bench at the airport like cried my eyes out to everybody around <laughs> <laughs> like just just that still very of, much in your feminine oh my god it was a hard come down yeah. I don't think I cried like that in front of people before I just was so emotional and like yeah. raw yeah I know that feeling and I wasn't even embarrassed I was just like spent <laughs> yeah and then but while I was sitting on the plane um because it was delayed, all of a sudden I felt this electricity building in my root area. And it was just like, whoa, this feels good. But you know how sometimes when you start to feel sexual energy awaken and you just want to like orgasm and like deal with it. Climax. and It's high sensation. You want to like hit your peak and then be done. Yeah. But I was playing with it. And so I just, I started reading from Nicole Daydon's book, Slow Sex, and I let it crawl up my body and Mm -hmm. it was intoxicating. It was almost too much. Like I couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know why I was doing it. I was just playing. Mm -hmm. So I allowed it and allowed it. And then all that come down happened. But what I noticed was the next three days, that feeling filled and infused my entire body. People look at you different. People were turning to look at me everywhere. I noticed when I was at work, I came back and there's a couple men that I have a little bit of banter with, but the one, he couldn't even look at me. Like anytime I came in the room, he had to leave. (laughs) It was just so intense. And I followed him around for playfulness (laughs) too. To see like, yeah. Yeah. And I talked to him and his whole face would flush and he'd just like look away and not talk to me at all. (laughs) And that made it even more enjoyable. (laughs) But I noticed that. And then in terms of my business life, I went to what should have been like a really intense meeting with people that were highly charged about sensitive issues. And I wasn't even thinking about it, but I took over the whole meeting and afterwards, um, and just for fun, like there's no goal in all these things. It was just for fun. Yeah. And, um, afterwards I noticed the special ed teacher came to me and she was like, wow, like, I didn't know that you knew all these things. I did like, she was drawn. Mm -hmm. And then interestingly, though nothing happened exactly then all these seeds were sprouted so that these people contacted me at the right times to set me up to have my own business Mm -hmm. and contracting. Yeah. Which is so crazy. And I knew instantly it was all because of that turn on that drew these things into my life yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. You, you wake up to it and then you play in the energy of it and then it draws more to you. Because mm-hmm. you're just, yeah, you're, I noticed every time I'd come home from a one taste event, I would be like, people looked at me different. Mm-hmm. Like they just, 
Well, you made out with a guy on the plane yeah. one time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, how do you even do that? Like, are people around watching you while you're making out on a plane? I know. That, that guy still checks in on me once in a while. He's really sweet. He's like, how was everything doing? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's turned on. Yeah, that is definitely turned on. I forgot about that story. That is a good... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. It just... It's and again, like nothing even has to happen other than just because this. you just enjoy the moment. Because you just enjoy what seeds it's planting for the future. But and I know meantime, that women, I know that especially women know what I'm talking about when yeah. I say like you're in a room and you feel your vibe go out. Like it almost oh, yeah. feels like you're sending tendrils out from your body. Yeah, and you're just drawing them in like yeah. an invitation. Yeah, and you just like play it coy, look the other <laughs> way, but you can feel them looking at you, and you're like, yeah. That's me. (laughs) I got this. I got this. Yeah, it's a whole other level of confidence, though, for sure. Because there's so many places that we do get gaslit. Mm-hmm. Like there is. Well, like, you got like gaslit in that conversation. I, got, I did get gaslit, but this time you were so sure of yourself mm-hmm. that it didn't matter. Yeah. You yeah. didn't have. You didn't believe it. No. And you showed him that too. Yeah. You're just like yeah, sure, whatever yeah. you think, but yeah, women know. And then also backing his girlfriend. I think it was really yes. important to me of yes. like being like, no, I'm not getting on this train with you of, of this is all your girlfriend's fault. Like yeah. she felt something going on and she was pissed about it and rightly so. Yeah. 100%. Rightly fucking so. And so I feel like camaraderie with her mm-hmm. of being like, we, like she, she's calling him out on something that's real. Yeah. And so he probably does have because he has such a strong limbic system and he can just kind of shut people down so easily. He probably is just trying to do that. Which is like the best part of this situation because you know that like what you said when I read it gave me electricity because I was like, whoa, like that was bold to say like, Mm -hmm. basically, I know you know. Yeah. And I see you. I ain't fallen for that. Yeah. But I was like, what's happening in his body right now? Because he's probably used to just running every situation with yeah. that leadership masculine. Yeah. And this time he's like, whew, I feel a little out of control here. Well, he has to, he has, his container has to expand. Mm-hmm. Like he's being called to, to and that's, that's what the feminine does for the masculine is like, yes, you've got this good container that you can hold the feminine in, which she needs. Like, and that's what you're doing when you penetrate her is you're holding the container, mm-hmm. but you, they constantly need to expand their container, expand it, expand it so that they can hold more mm-hmm. and not just stay like in their insecurity and in their ego in this tiny little container that nobody's having fun in, mm-hmm. right? Like, like it only is fun if it keeps growing and getting bigger. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, well, we generated a lot of turn on this morning. Oh my god, yeah. Because then what we decided to do with it was write our really juicy desires out. Because mm-hmm. we're like, we might as well baste them in this turn on right now. Yeah, it's and power. Let it, let it last all it's day. Fucking power. Yeah. And the the key difference, I think, is that it's not about like the setting the intentions of like planting the seeds isn't about like oh like pining over it and like wishing that it's like something off in the future yeah. no it's like it's like nurturing yeah. these desires that are already alive within us because we've had them for a long time and letting them like grow within our turn on letting them show themselves to you as they want to be without any like conditions attached mm-hmm. and the example for me was like oh i might like oh, I want to go on a shopping spree so I can take care of myself. 
That's how it came out the first time. I'm like, mm, that feels a bit dry. Yeah, a little it feels dry. Feels a bit like wanty. Yeah, a little like vanilla missionary. Yeah, like, it does. And I'm like, I'm not getting a lot of like feeling going here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I reworded it with the turn on. Just let the turn on lead it, and it was like. John takes me on a shopping spree mm-hmm. where he picks out clothes. I put them on and we watch me. We watch me in the mirror yeah. as I like move my body with these gorgeous clothes on. Yeah. And oh, I just God, like soak in the pleasure of it and yeah. he's watching. Yeah. That is the desire with the turn on. Yeah. But that. it had to be redone because that's the hierarchy piece too. Yeah. It's like he's taking care of me instead mm-hmm. of I take care of myself. Which you can do. Yes. We all know you can do. You've taken yourself on shopping sprees before. But there's this element of letting him provide for you and letting him soak up all your juicy turn on. And, and being then, honest about what your turn on yeah. really is. That's my honest turn on. I can't fake it. I can't make it into something else. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. And then he gets to take that energy and put it into his business and his like kills yeah. Like he gets to go on the hunt with all of your turn on in his body. Exactly. And and like fucking kill it at work. Yeah. Cause now again, like his his container has expanded. So all the things that he can do at work with his limbic system and holding the container for people at work, like you were talking about this morning, of like that ability to stay calm in chaos, mm-hmm. that's masculine. Yeah. Right? And you need that in these high pressure environments that John or John is in. So you're actually teaching him to do that to stay to stay present in these high containers of sensation but it also means a united energy like it's not this isn't the money i made and this is the money you made it's like we yeah we made this yeah even if on the 3d it looks like he made it you fucking contributed to it like and and he knows that he knows that yeah he knows that that. you you give all the meaning to the to why he's doing what he's doing Right? Exactly. Like, like he could because the turn on, the turn on. It's oh the exact God. like the meaning is so inherent in like those two descriptions. Mm-hmm. Like one had all the feeling and one had nothing. Yeah. It's just dry. What it was just dry. Like what's the point? Okay, you do it. Yeah. What's the point? Yep. The other one gets all this connection, all of this, yeah, heat, friction, building, mm-hmm. like sex probably coming out of it, like power, juiciness, exactly. intimacy. All of this stuff is created out of this one desire. Yeah. Right? Like, out of this one desire to go on Bumble. <laughs> All of this you, is generated. And who knows if you would have... Like, when you're in your feminine, you can hear your intuition clearer. Mm-hmm. And you were open in your feminine, so you were able to hear the intuition. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily make sense no, to go on Bumble because of your history with that. Mm-hmm. But you did it anyway because that was the yeah. urge. That was the desire calling. Yeah. And then the rippling effects. So we've talked a lot about turn on today. What does turn on specifically mean to you? Like we have turn on events where I try to explain it every time we have an event. Try to explain what turn on is. It's a hard thing to verbally explain. You have to experience it. I was thinking about it today too because like last time or the time before we talked about like the feeling of your heart opening and the love. Mm -hmm. And they can be intermingled a bit but they're a little bit different. Turn on to me starts in the root. Mm-hmm. What so do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> like it starts in your, well, below your womb, because your womb is more your sacral area. Mm-hmm. I don't like your root, your root chakra. Yeah, your root your, chakra. Like your genitals. Your basically. genitals, your sexual yeah, organs. Your sexual organs. That's where it starts. 
And to me, it feels like a little, it feels like wisps of mist that circle and circle and circle, Mm -hmm. almost like a ball of energy that grows, Mm -hmm. but then it starts to flow upwards. I really do think it's the same thing as Kundalini energy. Like it's life force. I, to me, the, the, the way that I understand it intellectually, and again, I'm starting to understand it more experientially now is that we've got these ideas like these thoughts that come from above Mm -hmm. right like like hypothetically they come from above like that's the masculine direction coming down like the um the idea the form or the seed Mm -hmm. right and then that comes from up here and then the to actually make it physical has to all that power has to generate yeah and literally that happens in the womb right like the creation center right you get the seed planted in the womb and then that grows into a real human yeah and so all of that power is in the womb it's in that lower area to make it physical i to make it not just a thought but something that's real on the earth i think maybe they meet in the heart and they meet in the heart yeah yeah Yeah. and then they flow out Mm mm-hmm and they, they, they go up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's super, like, super esoteric and abstract. Yeah. But it's actually real, too. If you get in tune with your body when you feel turned on, just notice the sensations. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like for you? Because I don't know that it feels like that for everybody else. That's only my experience that yeah. I'm drawing from. So. And you have a different access to your emotions than I do. Mm-hmm. I think about my emotions a lot more than I feel them. I'll feel them after the fact. I'll be like, oh, that's what that is. But you feel them first and then you think about them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everybody's a little bit different in their process yeah. and probably experiences it in that slightly different way, which is kind of the point of being an individual, right? Yeah. Like you have that different experience. Um, but like to me, when we talked about turn on the other night at the turn on, um, and that Joe dispends a description of how this is why I was drawn to orgasmic meditation in the first place was because it really shows you the connection between the mind body and like how when you do something like orgasmic meditation or slow sex or you're connecting then and it can be like breastfeeding right because mm-hmm. anything that releases oxytocin is that connecting cuddle hormone yeah right it doesn't have to be sexual per se but then it is but then our culture doesn't want to sexualize everything so we're fucked I up think about that our that. culture gets a lot of it mixed up with power and and yeah like connection or abuse yeah abuse yeah yeah um like sexual sexuality and abuse are really tied together yeah in a way that's ugly and i think yeah. that's where even erotica gets is like a bad rap because because it gets tied in with porn yeah and I'm not saying that every type of porn that's out there is bad, but I would say the majority that I have seen and been exposed to mm-hmm. is there's some nasty stuff going on there. Yeah. That isn't really about sex. It's not. And the thing that makes it, it's not consensual or it's not, yeah. Anyway, we could get into that, but yes. that's another podcast. But um, what I was thinking about was that when we talked about the heart opening, and mm-hmm. how oxytocin triggers uh, nitric oxide, and nitric oxide opens up is a dilator. Yeah. Like, like when you take a nitroglycerin spray for angina, 
your its nitroglycerin is is nitric oxide. So you're actually opening up, dilating specifically the arteries and the vessels in the heart. So when those open up, then there's more nutrients, more oxygen, more flow, more expansion in your heart, literally. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a figurative thing of like, oh, I feel so much more open. You yeah. actually are opening up, you're dilating. I mean, there's so much research now to back it up that yeah. it's actually just funny when people don't believe you and you're mm-hmm. like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Because like Joe Dispenza is measuring it. Um, all heart, the, all heart those, math. yeah, the Heart Math Institute, they do lots of research on heart and brain mm-hmm. coherence. Like, it's all out yeah. there. Even one taste is shown with the EEGs. That, yeah, and they've been doing actual they're mapping, studies. Mapping that you get synced up when mm-hmm. you when you ohm, you're syncing up limbically with your partner. And, and like, we both know that through actually doing, experientially yes. doing orgasmic meditation, that you do sync up with your partner. Yeah, you do. You feel the same sensations. And you feel when they're not synced with you. Yeah. And when they're not tuned into you. Yeah. Which is really, really important to be able to know the difference, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Super cool stuff. And to me, all of this is what makes a good healer. Mm -hmm. Is you've done this work on yourself and you understand it. So you, again, like when I'm in a counseling or coaching role, I'm in a masculine role because I'm holding a container. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's really important that I am able to stay present and I'm not getting hit. My own ego isn't getting hit. I can stay present inside that container and you can hold the intention too yeah I, I was thinking about that today because as a therapist same thing when I'm working with kids as a speech language pathologist I am holding the container mm-hmm. as the masculine yeah and but I want to get really clear about holding my intention for that child mm-hmm. as having no judgment and they are perfect already yeah they're not broken they're not sick because the minute that I bring in this idea that there's a bunch yeah. of things wrong with them that's exactly what they yeah. display to me yeah yeah definitely and i mean not to compare ourselves to jesus because we're a little bit more humble than that but but like that's basically what jesus did right he didn't he didn't see what was wrong with you he saw you healed and so that's that's again essentially in the one book that i was reading about him in the essenes they said that he saw them healed but he basically acted like a channel for that energy to come through them Mm mm-hmm Oh, and it's all them. Totally. He, he just catalyzed it. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's where like the humility comes in. It's like, it's not, it's not anything that we're doing. We're just providing the space for it to happen, which yeah. is the fucking masculine, right? Because it's the feminine the is able to regenerate. Yeah. So it's allowing, if you can be the feminine and that means you have to be able to receive that though. Yeah. So you have to trust and you have to be able to receive mm-hmm. that person with your own belief system. Mm-hmm. But the minute you do, you heal yourself. Yeah. Because that's so what the feminine does. Cool. So fucking cool. It is. It's so powerful when you get into yeah. it. And now we get to play in it. So back to alpha men. Let's talk about that for a while. Because that's definitely what my desire is for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this specific dude. It could be anyone. I I feel like... I've now put out these tendrils like you talked about, mm-hmm. like all of these little like tendrils of like waking up all the really good, healthy, masculine alpha men that are co-located with me here. Yeah. And I'm just excited that my magnet is strong enough. They're going to be drawn in. <laughs> I'm so excited and terrified. Terrified. Yeah, <laughs> Which is how you know it's a good desire, right? Yeah. You, if it's not scary, it's not a big enough desire. 
like, I think that's why at the turn on all the women were so drawn to you because like, usually you do have that masculine piece really down well. And I don't mean in like a negative way, Mm -hmm. but you hold space for people really well. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden at this turn on, it was like, you were in your feminine. (laughs) His alpha had switched you into your feminine. Yeah. And we all leaned in and yeah. couldn't get enough. Oh, it was so We good. couldn't get enough. It was so juicy. All the stuff that yeah. was going on with you and you were sharing it with us. Mm-hmm. And it's like we were creating that energy ball right mm-hmm. in the room there. Yeah. In our circle. Oh, it was so good. It's so fun to be seen in that way too. Mm-hmm. To be just completely out with everything and just not feeling like I have to protect it or be like, oh, but I don't know if anything's going to happen, but you know, like I have to hold back here. I have to, it's like, no, I don't. It's not even your job. No. Your job is to be in your feminine and just know that your magnet is fully on. But you know what that, you know what I think that stems from is that I've, I've had a lot of training in humility lately. And just over the last three years of having gone through things that have been deeply, deeply humbling. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so my ego can handle it. Yeah. Like my ego knows that it can survive being humiliated. Because you've already been through most of the I have been through humiliation. Yeah. And I'm actually welcoming more of it. Like I, I am excited to be humiliated even more because I know how much that opens up a freedom mm-hmm. of it's like remember when Austin was doing those courses and he had to he had to go out and be rejected on purpose? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. And we were like, that gave me so so much respect for him because he literally was going out and doing these little like innocent things like asking for high fives and stuff like that (laughs) at the mall (laughs) or like getting somebody to take his picture and but the whole point was that he needed to get no's he needed to learn how to hear rejection no and rejection and all of that laugh about it yeah yeah because if my ego in this situation would have been like oh, I feel rejected and I'm not good enough and I'm, you know, I couldn't have been able to stay present enough to play with it. Yeah. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. But it is, it is not like fake confidence. It has to no. be like confidence rooted in the ability to be deeply humiliated. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it's also important for everyone to just come to these things when they're ready. Yeah. Because you can't ever force somebody to be in the space of understanding this until they've gone through a few things and they're ready for it. Yeah. So, but when you are ready. But when you're ready. Oh, it's so nourishing. Like we just got full and nourished. We, every time we have a turn on, we just feel full and happy and full of oxytocin. You just feel like you love everyone afterwards. Yeah. It's like doing some kind of drug, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to because you're just getting connection. Which is ultimately what doing the drugs does. Mm-hmm. Is it gives you, it opens you up to see the connection that's already available. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. The other shift that I had right before this happened was I read another article by Ken Blackman about uh, why I might not want a relationship right now. Mm-hmm. And again, very like you have to have to, I had to be humbled by it and because my ego was like, no, no, it's because all these other reasons that, <laughs> but in actuality, what I was doing was I'm, I'm terrified of having a relationship because I'm terrified of being lost in it. I'm terrified of it trapping me. I'm terrified of not being able to do the things I want to do, like travel 
and study and um, that I'm going to just end up being a slave to somebody mm-hmm. or locked in by them and they embarrass me or they, you know, don't represent me well. And so it does behoove me to stay single at this point because I don't want somebody... My, I have this idea that I'm going to get tied down by somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this article said was instead of looking at relationships in a way to get you something or avoid something, all relationships are about is about connection. And that connection is readily available whenever mm-hmm. you need it. It's not That is not a, a finite resource, but our society has kind of tricked us into thinking that it is. Well, because there's an idea of lockdown with marriage. Yeah. And like even the way that marriage is set up is a lockdown. Yeah. How it's hard to get out in divorce. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you should... And then people Actually, just kinda... I don't want to tell you what you should do. <laughs> yeah. But I just tell you, for me, like, um, I was so scared of that, too. And John and I almost broke up at two years and then at five years, and we got married at seven years. Mm-hmm. But I remember the minute that I surrendered to it, mm-hmm. but my, my, and my biggest fear was, do I want this forever? Mm-hmm. But I surrendered, and it was like, I'd be good with marrying you or not marrying you. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that that freedom... And I said that to him, too. Mm-hmm. And he also told me, like, like... Like, we had a lot of discussions about freedom before we even got engaged. Mm-hmm. About what it means and what our relationship is going to be. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that allowed me to get married, because I had the same fear. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I don't get to do all the things I want? Or yeah. what if I don't get my desires because of this? Yeah. Or I become something I don't want to be and I think there's like a collective consciousness trauma around that because that happened to our grandmothers mm-hmm. right like that happened that was real yeah that they were locked down and trapped and like I bet I bet every other woman didn't really want to have kids and like wanted to do something that was more about them I know my own mother yeah feels that way like there's some things that she didn't get to do because of us you know yeah. so that... And in turn, though, the interesting thing is, from the turn on, one of the new women that came, she was maybe in her 50s, mm-hmm. call her B, mm-hmm. and what was cool to see was how open she was, and when I asked her, why do you think your kids respect you and you have this really loving relationship with them? And she was like, because a lot of women my age didn't do this, but I went out and I followed my desires, I ran my own company, mm-hmm. I did my own thing, I had my own my own hobbies mm-hmm. that weren't just the family her own interests her yeah own. and for that yeah. her children respected her because mm-hmm. her whole life wasn't being projected through them and that's where even with the fuck boys and stuff like yeah. we were talking about that's so much pressure on kids to yeah. be their mother or their father's world yeah that when they're not and the relationship is free to come and go mm-hmm. it's not about having a leash on one mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that relates back to the power and abuse thing. Because when you're putting that that power or that um, responsibility on a child who... It is not their job. No. It is not their job to be taking care of you emotionally if you're an adult and they're a child. Yeah. That is definitely... That is a form of... It fucks them up and then they don't have healthy relationships in the future because they're still traumatized by that. Yeah. It can get them really in touch with the feminine. Like, there's some there's some goodness that comes out of it, too. It's not all bad. But mm-hmm. um, but it definitely is something that's going on in our collective consciousness right now. Yeah. Um, 
but what was my, I had another point. I can't remember now. No, me either. Well, I was going to say, help me work through this. Because we talked about turn on at the beginning and like erotica. Mm-hmm. And I remember this desire, whenever I would write stories, they'd be under a different genre of like, oh, this is fantasy. Oh, this is romance. But they always had erotica basically in them. Mm-hmm. And the way that I would describe that is like, it's not even just the sex, but it's the high sensuality yeah. of intimacy. Yeah. Of two people being intimate. Yeah. Um, but that's always what I'm drawn to write. And even this morning when we're talking about our turn on, I get these like little fantasy stories popping up in my mm-hmm. head and they're so pleasurable to just play in them. Mm-hmm. But there was this huge piece of me that was so tied up with, oh my God, erotica is something that should be kept under the covers. It's so shameful, especially if I'm a professional too. Mm-hmm. And now I just come to understand it better. Because I'd even, I'd write it and I'm like, well, how does this serve anybody? This doesn't serve anyone. This is, I didn't think of the word selfish, but wrong. So. Extra. Yeah. Yeah. But after today I was thinking about it and I was like, what if it's just, it stimulates people's turn on? Mm-hmm. How is that not like the best service in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To yeah. stimulate people's turn on so that they can feel that in their body and they can use that in their life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if that's the intention, like that's the conscious intention, that makes it even more powerful, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to connect with you through my writing to help. Because turn on begets more turn on, which is yeah. the cool thing. Like, again, it's not a, a finite resource. It's something that we can tap into at any point, and yeah. it's it's and that's what makes it that life energy or that connection, yeah. right? Is that you can tap in it and into it at any point, but the only thing that's blocking you from having it is your resentment, is your unconscious mm-hmm. fear of it, your shame, your shame, your guilt, your trauma, all of the things that block your you from connecting to anybody else yeah. is also blocking your turn on, and your ability to really like really to me turn on is that getting off on every stroke of being able to enjoy sensually enjoy every moment of your life and you can't sensually enjoy your life if you're not being present no it's like being in this moment sipping this cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and like feeling it hit your lips the warmth yeah the heat of the warmth the flavor at the back of your tongue yeah the smell of it like Mm -hmm. swirling up all of that Mm -hmm. the feeling of like cuddling the cup well, you're looking out the window at your yeah. view of the beautiful river yeah. and the ice that's grown on the river and the mist that's coming off. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the sensual present moment. Mm-hmm. And that's erotica, really. Yeah, that is what erotica is, mm-hmm. is that, that ability to stay present. That's connection. That. Like, I would say it's connection, too, because in erotica, it's connection between two people. Mm-hmm. But with the coffee, it might even just be connection with nature, connection yeah. with this entire world. Yeah. Being connected. Yeah, in Carolyn Elliott's Earth course, she teaches about how to get connected to the plants that you're consuming, or the herbs, or like, oh, yeah. even the coffee, like it's beans, like that was a living thing at one point, mm-hmm. and you connect to that, and it sounds hokey, but it's it's actually gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude and desire are the same. Like, it, you're grateful for the, the fact that you have this physical experience of, of this life juice. It's kind of like Entering ends. your body. Like, I always almost think of it as like two ends of a serpent, like the serpent that eats itself in a circle. Yeah, what's that called again? 
Ouroboros. 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 It's like the serpent's head puts out the call, the desire of what you want, and then when it gets to eat its tail, it's like the enjoyment of it, the gratitude, and then it starts again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like a terrifying image though too, right? Yeah, it is. Because it's like it's eating itself. It's eating its own babies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's something that... But they're... Again, we're not sterilizing things. Mm-hmm. We're, we're actually bringing back the juice and the life and the grit and the dirt and the... Um, the a little bit of pain with the pleasure kind of thing like we want all of that shit we fucking that turns us all on like we love it yeah like we love it so just being aware of that and being not shameful about it is super super empowering Mm -hmm. that's good okay i remember my point now from before so i was saying about how we superimpose on relationship all these things, these consumptive things that we're trying to get out of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So in the article, Ken Blackman talks about how one woman, what she actually wants, she thinks she wants a partnership, but what she actually wants is a new house. And, she, and in order to get a new house, oh. she needs a dual income. So if she, if she could get clear on the distinction of like, okay, I want a relationship for connection and for intimacy and for learning and and for all of the reasons why a relationship is amazing, and I want a house, like I can, I can go after those two separate desires in, in a way that doesn't have them superimposed on top of each other, right? And in the same way, there's another man who wanted a relationship, but what he actually was looking for was somebody to validate him mm. and give him self-esteem. And and then no woman could ever live up to that because it's not her job. No. Right? And it's she's going to fail at it. it. She's going to fail at it at some point. She's yeah. not going to be able to make up for his lack of self-esteem. And that, honestly, like, every other dude is like that. That's soul-sucking. Yeah. Like, like they're... I say it's soul-sucking not just, and I've been there. Yeah. I, I I've should been say, that not just men. Too. It's, it's yeah. both of us. But... Um, but I've definitely experienced that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think fuckboys are doing. Is mm-hmm. they're looking for validation. They're looking for somebody to be like, like, I don't feel good about myself. You make me feel good. Yeah. But then you fail at it eventually, so I toss you aside. And I know from personal experience, even in my marriage, is that when I get to that place, I know what it feels like now. And mm-hmm. I needed coaching to understand it better. But it's, and it's pretty tied into victim mentality for me. They mm-hmm. feel really similar. Yeah. But it's like when I really, really deeply just want to be validated, I'll even tell him what to say to me. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good enough. Yeah. It just can't fill that hole. Yeah. That spot because he can't. No. It has to come from you. Yeah. Has to has to there's something in you that has to heal so that you can hear it from yourself. Yeah. First. And then you and then the irony is you once you heal that, you do start attracting it from other people. Mm-hmm. They do validate you, but you don't actually need it. You'll just be like, oh, yeah, great. Thanks for seeing that. It's just fun. That's great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not, but it's not this like oh, succubus thing of tell me more. Tell me more about how great I am. Like, yeah. tell me, validate me more. It's like, no, they can just validate you and then move on. And, and then when they validate fine. you, you can be grateful for it. Yeah. You're like, yeah. And, and then the turn soak, on going. soak in it. Yeah. Like we were basting this morning. Yeah. That's such kind of a gross word, but it was fun to use. <laughs> we were soaked in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else about turn on, about alpha men, about I'm just really erotica. excited to see like 
our turn on is all the way up today. Mm-hmm. Now that you shared it and it was contagious. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we still have the group of women. Like all of us are holding it in mm-hmm. a certain way. Yeah. So I'm just really, really excited to see what's going to come in. Yeah. And I don't know what it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be good. We, the cool thing is we both put out really specific orders, but we're not super attached to it. So mm-hmm. it could be something totally different and I'm just ready to be grateful for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the meantime, we've got so much awesome things yes. to keep soaking up. Exactly. Like Walter and the apartment and the girls and John and like... Not working today? Not working today. <laughs> well, this is working. Well, everything I do is work and isn't work, right? That's cool too in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that I do is contributing to my work, but it also might not be, might not look like it is, but it is. Yeah. Every single thing that I do. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, stay so, tuned. so your specific <laughs> desire is for that experience with John going mm-hmm. shopping. Yeah. My, experience, my specific desire is for more of these really amazing healthy alpha dudes to come in and just to be like magnetized to me that fucking turns me on Mm -hmm. yeah and and the thing is so it is let's just savor every moment like every sip Mm -hmm. of coffee yep that just that's what bastes all of the desires to magnetize is the pleasure turning on the pleasure in every moment cranking up the pleasure yeah okay cool Next time we'll be with with Janie Bear again. Uh We missed you. It's not the same without you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We love you, everybody. Thanks for listening. This Mm -hmm. is so cool how we're gaining so many followers and listeners just by doing something that's really fun and natural. Uh And it's just working out really well. So thank you for your support. Share with anybody that you want to share with. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.